Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Greetings, listener dear. I'm Tom. I'm Ben. I'm Matthew, and welcome to another exciting episode of Pappy's Flatshare Beef Brothers Cold Cuts. That's right. What a title. And what we do. (laughs) It's the first time you've heard it, isn't it? And what do you think of it? It's taken me right by surprise. It's one of those titles that just keeps on coming, and I love it. Yeah, there's plenty of it. I mean, let's face it, you've heard the title, you've got your money's worth already, haven't you? Thanks for listening. It's it's a podcast in itself. It's a, yeah, it's a real page turner of a It really title. is. <laughs> um, anyway, Beef Brothers Cold Cuts uh, is where we have a brilliant comedian on from uh, today's comedy circuit. And um, we read through our listeners' problems and uh, we solve them and they help us. And today is no exception. And what a guest we had today. We had, uh, we had the brilliant Daniel Cook on. Oh. Yes. Very excited. Very excited to um, let you hear Daniel Cook solving some beefs with us. Absolutely brilliant stand up. But before all of that. We've, oh, got some, we've got some exciting news, guys. Ooh. Here we go. Now, obviously, if you have a beef you would like us to solve, you can email us at beefbrotherspodcast at oh. gmail.com. But do you know what, Matthew? I find emailing such a chore. When someone says you've got to write an email... I know. It's, it just feels think, like more oh, work. What? It's admin. I've got to take off half a day, have I, to write a bloody email? <laughs> you want to get the phrasing right. You know, there's none of the spontaneity. You spend hours... I'm a verbal... You know me. I'm, I'm a verbal man. I'm a verbal guy. I, a, yeah, just, absolutely. It comes out my mouth. That's where I want it. I don't want to have to go <laughs> out my mouth all the way down my arms to my fingers and then onto a screen. <laughs> well, Tom, I've got some great news for you. You're going to be absolutely delighted with this news. What? We have just created a beef hotline you can phone this number (laughs) yes uh, a beef brothers cold cuts hotline oh my you're joking me man I wish that I were Tom I wish I was joking I've never been more serious in all my life we received a text message that you'd set up a beef brothers cold cuts hotline I genuinely didn't know how to respond (laughs) (laughs) so you didn't did you you didn't respond for a few days I'll tell you I'll tell you now I'll tell you now um, it's not just you that doesn't know how to respond i would say literally everybody i've told about it uh, doesn't know how to respond so the phone number is 0208 123 3272 that's the phone number you want to call 0208 123 3272 we're finally on the phones we're finally we've finally got a landline tom that's what we've got. This is like the dizzying days of the P.O. box. I can't I know. believe we finally... <laughs> we finally got it. We've got analogue, finally. <laughs> yeah, finally we're on analogue. Uh, we've had a few messages in already. Um, uh, here's the first one. Uh, Caution, would you like to play us the first one? Hello, this is Matthew calling. Just testing if this works. All right, speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was the first call we got. That was oh, me beautiful. testing if it worked, and it definitely works. Uh, and then this was the next call we got. Goals. Goals. Goals, goals, goals. Oh, hang on. 
<laughs> so that was someone saying either goals or gulls or girls over and over again and then saying, no, gold. hang on. It was gold, mate. Was it gold? Yeah, yeah. like from our, from our podcast. Well, I mean, it's not a great, it's not a great line, is it? <laughs> I couldn't hear, I couldn't make it out. I was like, what the fuck's this guy saying? Gulls, girls, goals? Um, uh, it's, oh, it's, he's saying gold, 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 and he says, he's oh, hang golden. on, right. Okay, well, thanks very much to that anonymous caller. And, and then that's all we've had. And that was on the first day I set up the phone line. And right. I, I put it out on Twitter, put it out on our Patreon. We've had nothing since. So, folks, we've had a few people who've called up and then hung up on us. I'll say one thing. Uh, it's it's a bit confusing because you can't leave an outgoing message. So it doesn't explain that it's the Beef Brothers Beef uh, uh, hotline. So you just oh. hear like, a, this person can't come to the phone, uh, leave a message. But that's what we want you to do. So that's why I'm putting it out right. here on the on the podcast where we yes. can explain it. Call today. Call 0208 123 3272 and leave us a message with a beef you would like us to solve and it may be used on a future episode of this very podcast. And if you haven't got a beef, just ring up and sing gold, 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 gold. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that because I can't be, I can't be wading through tons of people singing gold, gold, gold. You know, like I can't, I can't get all excited every time we get a call just to hear it's some twat singing gold, 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 gold over and over again. Um, but yes, do leave us a genuine beef if you'd like to. Uh, we would love to. We'd love to hear from you. Also, very important. The uh, if you heard the last episode, it was hanging in the balance as to whether or not we had our dates booked for June. We do. They're currently on sale and they are selling like absolute hotcakes. Um, do you want to talk us through who we've got coming on when they are? Yes, Clarky, go for it, buddy. <laughs> <No. laughs> Clarky boy. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll do that. But before I do, I'm just going to say a few words. Oh, yeah. Gold. 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 <laughs> it's a gold smashing. I've got them right here. Uh, we have, on the 12th of June, Josh Jones and Sophie Duca. Oh, it'll be a beaut. And on June the 27th, we have Tom Davis and Esther Manito. Two fantastic guests for each show, totaling four fantastic guests. <laughs> yeah. I would say that is four more than we've had fantastic calls to the Beef Hotline. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to burst a bit with the Beef Hotline for another couple of weeks before we eventually shut it down. Where did you get the advice from to set up the Beef Hotline? Does it, does it, work, does it work for other people? Does it work for other people? Say, yeah, did someone say, like, what you need is a hotline? I was thinking, like, for some for some people, it must be tricky trying to put all their thoughts into an email. It must, be like a, it must be a bit of a faff, basically, to do it. So I thought, what would be easier is if you could just call up and leave. Like, people, people are very keen on these voice notes these days on WhatsApp, right? I was thinking, how can you do that that we could play on the, on the show? And I thought that was the way to do it. So are we the first podcast to have a hotline in, in that? I think we might be, actually. In that regard. <laughs> we genuinely might, we genuinely no, might there be. there have been other podcasts that have had hotlines before, I'm sure. I don't know, it. Matthew. 
Dan Ives. I'm sure of it. And we can't be the first one. I mean, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna be the the the, uh, the podcast with the shortest hotline. In the it's, it starts this episode, and I don't know if it'll still be here next Beef Brothers Curl Cuts. But it's... can I ask? Are, are we legally allowed to call it a hotline? <laughs> Just find that cold line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the list decides whether or not it's a hotline, and currently, it's not a hotline. There's nothing hot about it. A test. Someone saying goal, 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 goal. Oh wait, hang on. And then, um, and then uh, three missed calls. <laughs> Nowadays, people set up WhatsApp. You know, they do WhatsApps where you use voice memos. So we thought let's get a hotline, like the mid nineties. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Tom. I tell you what, we'll we'll give out we'll give out your phone number. <laughs> if you'd like to leave a WhatsApp voice note, you can call Tom Parry on this number now. Um, yeah, but I, listen, it's just a new way. It's just a way of sort of making it a little bit more. You know what? I for one love it. For our listeners who maybe uh, find writing a little bit tricky, uh, or you know. I to, loved it so much I called up and sang girls, 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 girls. <laughs> I will say one thing if you do call up the can you please enunciate because my hearing's not what it used to be. <laughs> what a time to set up a hotline just as your hearing starts. Just as I'm going deaf. I've got a hotline and also a hearing aid and it goes directly to my loop system. But anyway, yeah, get your tickets for the shows. They're going to be at the Phoenix starting at 7.45, June 12th, June 27th. Uh, if you want to come to uh, both shows, there is a link to a tickets uh, for both shows at a discounted rate. And of course, if you're a Patreon member, you can use the promo code, which we're not going to give it now. It's only on the, the Patreon, a promo code that gets you discounted tickets to all of the shows, including the double ticket. You can even get a discounted version of the double ticket. We're throwing it away. We'd love you to be there. Tickets are selling fast already. Please do come along. And uh, even if you can't make it along, do give us a call on the hotline to tell us <laughs> because I'm absolutely eating my heart out watching this Skype thing. Um, there's also, I think there's a way if you're, if you, but by the way, this is going to, so it's on Skype, obviously, you know, because I think it's a great time to be getting into Skype um, as we know. Skype's where it's at. Skype's where it's at. But if you search for Beef Brothers Podcast mm. at Gmail on Skype, you can also just use it, call us via your Skype connection as well. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Oh, I can't believe you are either. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, listen, I know when that hotline bling, that can only mean one thing, and it's time for another exciting episode of Pappy's Flatshare Beef Brothers Cold Cuts, this time with Daniel Cook. Enjoy it! Well, if you've got a problem, I'm calling a problem. If you've got a problem, call it a beef. If you've got a beef, beef. maybe we can help you. Beef from the sorting out your beef. Yeah. Oh, Crosby sings throughout the whole episode. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> do some close harmonies. We can work on it. We're going to do some distant harmonies. <laughs> Feels very similar to Clarky slow time, quick time joke. Yeah, but I'm, I'm bringing I'm bringing it a fresh, a fresh angle, fresh fresh angle, <laughs> or a stale angle, if you would. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> Hello. Hello. 
Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got everything I need right here. Right in front of me. Your two best mates and a guest. I should hope so. Bent on it every week. Very Italian sort of sounding that. It's quite Dolmio day that. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I nearly got a Dolmio ad the other day. Oh, no. Oh, you look a bit like one of the puppets. Is that what the oh. was? <laughs> yeah. So are they getting rid of the puppets? Or, or have the puppets been gone for a while? There are puppets in it. And were you doing a voice of a puppet or were you being a human being interacting with the puppets? Uh, yeah, the, the latter. My brain was a work into what you'd be casting Cookie as in, in the Dolmio adverts, incorporating the puppets. And I was thinking what you could do is a scene where you're around the table and the puppet family around the table and they're like, Grandma, Grandma! And Grandma's like slumped. And it's like, what's happened to grandma? And they play like grandma's dead. And then you pan up the strings and the puppeteer, Cookie, is so enjoying a bowl of Dolmio pasta that he's not operating grandma. And then someone nudges him and he like goes, oh, sorry, today's the day. And then, and then he starts operating grandma. And then, and then down on the table, everyone's like, grandma's back. So what you yeah, think is like the blood is actually just him all slopping out of, it's of Cook's dripping, mouth. It's all slopping out of Cook's mouth. It's all just the ragu sauce. He's a sloppy puppeteer. <laughs> We've always said it. I'm Daniel Cook. I'm represented by PBJ and I'm reading for the part of sloppy puppeteer. <laughs> These are my hands. You'll need to see those. Uh, already covered in sauce. <laughs> Dolmio's loss is Pappy's gay. <laughs> I thought what they could do is, you know, like have one of the Dolmio puppets dating a human being. And it's a bit of mm. consternation in the family when the daughter brings home a human man. It's not a puppet. Yeah. And it's all about, it's a, actually, it's a, it's a wonderful story about tolerance. Yes. And then like a really graphic sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> They're pouring sauce over each other. <laughs> you can't get it out of a puppet though, can you? So thank you very much for taking time away from your busy casting schedule to come and do this podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on. When you're not out and about or self-taping, what kind of a mm. person are you to uh, to live with? Oh, I would say I would say that I am a good person to live with in that from the outside people might describe me as annoyingly tidy and clean. However, I would use those skills as an opportunity to teach other people to how to live their life properly and to how like Marie Kondo yeah 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 in a sort of a a passive aggressive Marie Kondo is is this dirty plate sparking joy for you is that why you left it there is that sock is that sock on the floor really making you happy I love it it did for a while yeah (laughs) (laughs) it made me really happy last night leave it where it is started operating itself it's like stiff <laughs> i'm a clean tidy boy you're a clean tidy boy. lovely is your like housemate partner are you on the same plane she's very close to reaching perfection and within a number of years <laughs> in, a, in a couple more years you see her as a sort of eliza doolittle figure you know yeah. you're the professor you're slowly molding her in your own image yeah. And then once and once it's once she's ready, I will let her go. 
<laughs> You'll unlock the doors. Yeah. You're re- oh, release no. her into a branch of habitat and she can sort herself out. <laughs> yeah. We can say, can't we? Because I think she's talked about you on the podcast before. But it's it's uh, it's Rose Johnson from the Birthday Girls. Your yeah, partner. that's the that's that's the one. Comedy's best kept secret. <laughs> <laughs> Rose and Daniel. Finally, it's out there. <laughs> we can reveal they're on again. <laughs> for now <laughs> um, shall uh, we get on with sorry go, sorry go on Dan. no no sorry I was just uh, I was just um, saying yes that is my wife <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do another take of that with slightly more <laughs> enthusiasm you know this time just have listen. fun with it just play with it just have fun with it I'm, I'm Daniel Cook I'm reading for the part of sloppy husband from a sorting out your this is a beef that arrived for us all via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Get in touch via email. Ian did. Get in touch. He used the old internet. When lifelong friends endanger your children, beef. Oh my <laughs> God. Here we go. Dear Pappies and esteemed guest, forgive the clickbaity title. I will not. It's a great title. And one we should use to get more listeners to the pod. Is it worth us getting some kind of bus shelter advert? I reckon if we put that in a bus shelter, a few people would come our way. <laughs> we really want to capture that. Um, people who want to see children in peril demographic. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be in the advert if you like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <Perfect>. We've got... <laughs> there we go. Uh, he'll do it for mates' rates. Perfect. Put yeah. use of one of Britain's best advertisers. <laughs> you should put him to use while we've got him. Clarky, Clarky's done. Clarky's been. Pup, you puppeteered in an advert, haven't you? Your first ever advert. You're a. You I were, have. Yeah. You puppeteered a in puppet, an advert. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what? Together we can make this work. All we need now is the money to pay for the advert. <laughs> Please join our Patreon, folks. Patreon.com forward slash Pappy Splatcher. Uh, sorry, I, I lost slight track of that. Are we are we paying Ben and Dan to go and stand in bus shelters? <laughs> Talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Just okay, shout okay, okay. about endangering children. Right. Are you, are you on a bit of a delay, into, Tom? Yeah. I'm on a I'm on a slightly crap uh, internet. I also had just had I had sure. like a three second rest as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not all delay. <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely just gave myself a little three second. I thought to steady the ship, and then on we go. <laughs> Dear Pappies, the beef requires a bit of contextual information. I'm a dad to a young family, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Good gap. He didn't say that, I did. My (laughs) wife's closest friend is called, let's say, Clara. And Clara has her own family with two young kids of a very similar age. Our kids are all friends. My wife and Clara have been friends for about 15 years and have always been very close, more so now that they are in such a similar stage of family life. In fact... I've been friends with Clara's husband, Eric, since we were at school together as well. Wow. Recently, a beef has arisen and is causing a massive issue within my family. Simply, every time we see them, my whole family gets sick. Their kids pass it on to my kids and my kids spread it to us. My one-year-old is normally a good sleeper, but at the moment is awake every hour or more with a horrible hacking cough, screaming his poor little voice hoarse. The last three times we've seen them, that's the last three times they have been ill and it has passed on to us. 
As for why they are always sick, Clara and Eric's family live on Eric's dad's family farm, where Eric works and hopes to be a part owner one day. The illness situation is being driven by the fact they live in odd temporary housing, which is basically two porter cabins stuck together. They were meant to be there for 18 months whilst a cottage got built on the farmland, but have now been there for over three years and there's been no physical progress on the construction of the cottage. Fucking hell, this beef's got plots within plots. Yeah. It's turned into some kind of fucking John Steinbeck novel. The place they live is pretty (laughs) ramshackle. It's more like an episode of Emmerdale, I think, actually, than John Steinbeck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) We could be more highfalutin than that. The Archers. Okay, so... The place they live is pretty ramshackle and stinks of damp, to the extent that they gave my daughter a soft toy on her birthday, and that smelled of damp. For some extra background, well, I don't think there's much more background left to cover with. Tom for some extra... Take three seconds, Parry. Three seconds, love of God. For some extra background, Eric's grandfather was born in Northampton, to a father of... No, no, I'm joking. For, for some extra background, we've recently moved house to be closer to friends and family, so we're now one hour away instead of four. This, crea- this creates an increased sense of duty in us meeting up. My wife and I are kind of stuck for what to do on this. She can't really stop seeing her friend. She can't really ask, are you sick? Every time they float the idea of meeting up either. But at the same time, I'm growing increasingly resentful at seeing the suffering they keep putting my little ones through. Cheers for reading, Ian. Righty ho. There's a lot to unpick there. No, I should have got sponsored for a read like that. Come on, Watson Show. It's a gorgeous. A gorgeous reading, though, Parry. You did a lovely Thank job you. of it. Yeah, it was a lovely good. job of it. It was good. Dan, what are your what are your immediate thoughts uh, about Ian or his family or his friends? Well, my immediate thought just it was it was cool social services for one because it sounds like <laughs> one of the families are living in absolute squalor and the children need to be <laughs> need to be put into care. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's one. <laughs> A I've great, got another thought. A, a great way of stopping the, the, your kids getting sick off their kids is to have their kids removed. Yeah. Or yeah. you just pick a certain activity that um, will shield germs, e.g. zorbing. Oh, oh yes. nice. Yes. Now we're talking. What do you fancy doing? <laughs> much with more this podcast's vibe. Yeah. Let's all go zorbing is much more our vibe than put the children into care. <laughs> how about how about you put the children into care and then go zorbing? Yeah, I'll zorb the children zorb the children into care. Yeah, yeah. I mean I mean that is that is true actually. If you if you can work out places they can go cuz you don't have to go around theirs, they don't have to come around yours. I think definitely open air better yet if it can be Zorbing or um, uh, a mask party, a a masquerade ball, yeah, of course, yeah, like um, like Bridgerton or something like that. Do they still do? We don't want to invite the squalor family to the masquerade ball. (laughs) (laughs) Bring out the hazmat suits. Announcing, lady and sir, damp. (laughs) 
I hope Mr. Damp doesn't ask me to dance tonight. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm into this. Yeah, now you've, now you've done a little act <laughs> yeah, out of yeah. the whole situation. It's just a shame people couldn't see that you were really inhabiting all of those different characters there. It's amazing. I really, I really felt like I knew the woman who doesn't want to dance with Mr. Damp. Uh, I, I think. That well, we've all been there. <laughs> we've all, yeah, we've all read the Mr. Men book. <laughs> the, the thing I, that I thought was um, the sumo wrestler suits. You know those big sumo wrestlers? Hang on. They, Are we basically saying that? just on hang a out do. on a stag do? Yeah, take it on a stag do, basically. <laughs> take the damps on a stag do, basically. <laughs> do some ultimate frisbee, as long as you, you know, make sure you detail each frisbee every time. I think that's, I, I think that's, the, that's the thing. It feels like, I, I mean, the sort of reality of the situation is you've got a one-year-old and a three-year-old. I've got a one-year-old and a three-year-old. They're always ill. Just because yes. that's what happens to kids. Kids Hang are on. always ill, right? Crosby, are you Mr. Damp? <laughs> <laughs> Farmer Damp, at your service, yeah. <laughs> Kids are always going to get sick, but there are there are things you can do to, um, you know what? Just get like get them to do like um, a slip and slide, but instead of uh, water and fairy liquid, it's um, hand sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, screaming. Super soakers <laughs> full of dettol. <laughs> Water fight. <laughs> Open wide. <laughs> Here's an issue that I, because I, it's this is starting to occur with us. We've we've made some good friends, and you feel you know like when you when you have to hang out with a lot of parents, a lot of it's quite hard work. But occasionally you'll you'll hit like a, a doozy and go like, oh, I'd hang out with you even if you weren't a parent. <laughs> so we've kind of landed that recently and we're like we're in but increasingly their kid does like hurts our kid oh, no. <laughs> what's, what's the cost because I'm really enjoying hanging out with the parents zorbing zorbing again <laughs> can't punch through a zorb <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know about this kid. I mean, we've not met this kid yet. Yeah. Although they, they could sumo the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. Sumo I would things. say in that instance, don't do the sumo. But yeah, definitely go zorbing. What about Have one of those heard... trampoline Velcro walls? Sorry, Dan. You go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'd love a go on one of those. Um, they were, for they, a while, uh, they were the dream. Yeah, I, you could oh, never yeah. get quite. You could never get high enough, though. You'd always think, right, I'm going to reach the top this time. <laughs> you'd see where you'd stuck, and you'd get two feet off the ground. <laughs> you may as well have just walked up to it and pressed yourself against it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did you? I don't know whether. Um, well, I'll just say it anyway. We were in the park a couple of years back. Um, me, Rose, and like Camille, James. Uh, BT Sam so they're for people who are listening there um, that one's my wife and uh, they are how would you describe them <laughs> friends birthday girls and partners I'd say yeah. birthday girls <laughs> and they're, they're they're wags yes yeah. and a few other people and uh, BT and Sam's uh, little girl Mabel who must have been about two years old at the time um, and Harry Deansway have <laughs> Okay, <laughs> have you, yeah. have oh, you heard no. this story? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Harry Deansway, again, a bit of context, is um, 
is a stand-up comedian uh, and, and, and local character and local and and, and and yeah and and circuit character circuit eccentric I think is a nice way of putting it yeah and uh, he was having a kickabout in the park uh, I don't remember who's kicking it to doesn't matter who um, went to kick the ball that was bouncing towards him, spun round to kick it, but instead of kicking the ball, kicked uh, BT's child Mabel <laughs> fully in the face oh, instead. No. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, uh, but don't worry. He uh, he bought her an ice cream to say sorry. Tom's Tom's left the Zoom. Oh, oh dear, Tom, are you okay? I can only assume. I Tom's was laughing, and then I just saw the colour of Tom's face. <laughs> Tom it looks like he's brought, been kicked in the face. <laughs> he gets brought up a lot. I can That's imagine. Extraordinary image. Is, um, Bang. As if he hasn't done enough damage to this current generation of comedians. <laughs> um, what's, oh, oh, right, so just... So this is... When, <laughs> We're talking. Just wouldn't have happened he's, he's if she thinks, was in a zorb. Well, that's it. Well, <laughs> it could have been worse if she was in a zorb. Actually, she could have been <laughs> off the in a trail in the lake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've played football with Dean's way. He packs a he packs a good kick. He's got an engine on him, hasn't he? Um, <laughs> oh well, he got a good. Wowie, that's amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah. Does that, that how does that how does that help? <laughs> how does that help? Oh, so we were just at least at least we were just in the world the of like um, children being injured. So it, that, that, that's what it reminded me of. And what, so what Harry did to get out of that situation was buy Mabel an ice cream. So I don't know whether there can be um, purchasing of ice creams to mm. say thank you for your friendship, but stay two meters away from me. Something like that. Yeah. So basically, your, your idea is an ice cream on the end of a long pole. <laughs> yeah. Massive cone. <laughs> yeah, really, really long cone. <laughs> I will say this. You've got a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and they live an hour away. Yeah. You you don't have to see... You, what's you once have to every see two years. Yeah. <laughs> Easily. Like... Like you, 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 with a one-year-old and a three-year-old, you'll be struggling to see people who live five minutes away. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, ever. That's that's the situation I'm in at the moment. I've got a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and occasionally, like you know, I, I there was I was chatting to some comics the other day, and it turned out they've got kids of very very similar age. And I said, "Oh, where do you live?" And they live in South London, and it will probably take fifteen minutes to get to their place. Maybe yeah, maybe fifteen twenty minutes to get to their place. And we just went, oh, "Okay, well, we're not going to hang out." It's just, it's just impossible. There's no way we're making that journey. It's just, it's just what, what's yeah. the point? Basically, we hang out with parents who live on our road. And even then, we don't hang out with anyone, really. But, you know, <laughs> even, even then, it's basically just things are happening on our road or, or nothing at all. An hour away with a one-year-old and a three-year-old. Here's my pig on the tablet. Yeah. Here's my concern for Ian, though. It's a long way in Azorb as well, isn't it? <laughs> It's a long way to Zorb. <laughs> oh. Clara and Eric may be in their damp patch now. Sure. But look what's coming Eric's way. This guy is going to inherit a family farm. Pretty soon, that cottage is going to get constructed. And they're going to be out of the damp place 
and suddenly Lord and Lady Muck. And oh, no. then <laughs> then you're looking from at to worse. From all to the muck. eggs. All the eggs you oh, could yes. hope for. Some of that sweet fresh beef. You're gonna look at family farming trips and you know so is it worth sticking it out basically they're going to remember the people they must know you know when you're damp you know when you <laughs> you do know what you know you know when you smell it we've all had that experience where a wash has been in the washing machine for too long and you know it should go again but you don't yeah you chance it it feels it feels all, it doesn't smell too bad off and then and you then, start to heat up and then you're on the bus and suddenly you realise you're the damp guy. All I'm saying is they're going to know the people who stuck by them when they were damp. <laughs> I think as well, there's, just, there's, there's an argument for really... I mean, your kids are going to be absolutely bionic by the time they get to sort of seven, eight, nine because of the, immune, the immunity they're building up. Every yeah. single time they're getting a new lurgy. Get it out of the way when they're young. Get it, you know, like... Like little kids are supposed to get ill, right? They're supposed be, to get exactly, you know, and they'll be so the, strong they'll be able to go and work as farm hands on the farm, <laughs> till the land. Exactly, get them they'll, out there with the plough, get the harvest in, fucking pulling that plough up and down like fucking. They fall in awesome. love with each other like kids on farms often do. <laughs> exactly, rolling in the hay, chasing each other through the the, the scarecrow shop I, you know I've not spent a lot of time on a farm but there's honestly there's there's rewards at the end of this yeah if you think about it yeah and you know not to be too pessimistic about it when society collapses and the kind of food links to the city disappear you're gonna want to go somewhere with a gun and some crops you said not to be too pessimistic it sounds like they're a target <laughs> But I suppose if you spent time with them, you'll know all the weak points of the house, so you'll be able to get in and target yeah. them before anyone else. You take the children, that's their weak spot. <laughs> I've got your kids. <laughs> Hand over your cows. Not to be too pessimistic. <laughs> so, so it went from put the kids into care to take the kids hostage. I think we've really... I, Ian, I hope that's been helpful. Thanks for writing in. I hope that's helped, Ian. hope if that's you, helped. Uh, let's not forget, if you would like one of your beefs solved on this collection, Beef Brothers Cold Cuts, it's beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Beef solved. Beef Brothers sorting out your beef. Beef solved. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Daniel, do you want to do your beef? Yes, of course. Where is it? Do you want to sing a little song while you scroll? I'm scrolling through my email and I found it. This is called Matching Furniture Beef from Peter, if that's your real name. Hello, Pappies and Dan Cook. How did he guess? <laughs> my wife, my wife wants all matching furniture bought from a furniture store. Oh, my wife. Shop. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. My wife wants all matching furniture bought from a furniture store. Like tables and chairs that all match. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> He's really walked us up to the concept. Furniture store. <laughs> yeah, I was confused. Furniture store. If you don't know what he means by that, tables and chairs all matching. Gotcha. Thank you, Peter. Peter continues. I enjoy finding furniture or getting free furniture for a more eclectic vibe. Gub tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But apparently, this is no longer acceptable in our mid-30s. What do you think? Well, hell. Well, Peter, <laughs> this is interesting because you obviously like a uh, a clean and tidy flat, as you've told us. You like a clean and tidy yeah. house. Correct. Does, Correct does to that, Does that uh, extend to... <laughs> The furniture as well, the matching of the furniture. Are you are you an atheist of that level? You just like it to be clean. You don't mind if there's mishmash furniture. Do you ask me if he was an atheist? <laughs> yeah. Also, do you believe? <laughs> do you believe in furniture? Do you have a matching altar and chalice? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> do you know what? Actually, I've got yeah, I've got stuff to say about this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, now we're talking. This is why we got now. Let's here we are. Got a row of matching orbs. <laughs> my furniture is not all matching and it's not all brand new okay mm. what i've done now now peter appears that he likes finding furniture now i live in penge Twang. and if i walk down my uh road on any day of the week i could find enough furniture to decorate 10 flats um but yeah. <laughs> but that's, yeah. those flats would look like uh cracked in <laughs> it'd also be pretty damp i'd imagine as well yeah really damp really damp it's quite a place bench what a place what i've done though is if you want to find matching stuff but also a bargain you've got to tap into someone's just died and their family have put all their furniture onto an online auction and you can snap it up for £15. Right, the house clearance. The The house clearance. house clearance. Yes. I've got a number of wonderful Victorian antiques or mid-century furniture um, that has all been kindly donated by a dead person. By the Grim Reaper. When you see Mm. a hearse... Travelling mm. down the street, you immediately Chase pop it. in your car. Log on. <laughs> you get straight after it. You go to the funeral. You meet meet a few of the relatives. You say, "Oh, yeah. you know, they seem like a person who enjoyed a good sit down." Uh, yeah. 
I can just picture her now sat in her favourite chair. Was it Urkel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, such a shame. Such a shame about Gemma. What was her taste in furniture? <laughs> well, does the whiff of death bother you? Does the whiff of death bother me or does it remind me of my Christian values? <laughs> oh, now we know. It was a twofer. And his Lord is watching over us at all times. Because that's the worst thing is when someone comes back three days later and says, I've risen again, can I have my furniture back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it feel like Peter's a bit cheap? Yeah. I'm well asking the question. Well, it feels the, the, like Peter's being a bit cheap, right? The phrase, the phrase finding furniture or getting free furniture, I mean, it's the same thing, isn't it? Finding. He's not saying finding it in an auction house or yeah, finding it yeah. even in, in like a kind of British Heart Foundation type place. He's talking about finding it on the street or getting given it. So, but he has said a more eclectic vibe. Now, whether or not he's retrofitting the phrase eclectic vibe onto his cheapness is for the listener to decide, really. But he also, says he likes an eclectic vibe. Here's the question. Is this... Are we talking about Ikea? It, is is Ikea kind of like the beast? Behind, when, when we talk about matching furniture from a furniture store, mm-hmm. are we talking about Ikea? Or are we talking about... Because anywhere that isn't Ikea is, fuck me, balls-to-the-wall expensive. Like, yeah. it's either Ikea or... Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> For a lamp. I mean, like, and I, there's like, there doesn't feel like there's an in-between. And I wish there was. Because, it, you know, obviously, it's very easy to be like, oh, we, everyone's got that let's go for something that isn't that. And I understand that from yeah. an atheist point of view. <laughs> but... Amen. But, like, the reality of that is, like, where's your fucking... Where's your fucking savings, boy? <laughs> <laughs> where's your savings, boy? We need to know Peter's financial situation, really, don't we? Can Does anyone have his number? Yeah, if you could send that Peter, over. can you get back in touch beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com and give us your last five years worth of tax returns <laughs> that should do it right surely that's gonna that'll bring us up to speed what he needs to do is he needs to go to Ikea in the dead of night yeah get to Bargain Corner oh yeah right he needs to make do he needs to do well in bargain corner or he need this is what he needs to do he needs to get something that's affordable from ikea that all matches in the dead of night he needs to work on it in his backyard and slightly distress it or upholster it then he needs to leave it on his street and find it the next morning with his oh. wife and be like whoa look here's my found furniture and so what he's doing is he's being able to pass off an Ikea vibe through his found stuff. His wife's going to love it because it matches and it's going to keep us away from... I know, Tom, Tom, I think that's... Why has he done that, though? Tom, I think that's that's a terrible plan uh, because uh, why would he buy it, which is the thing he doesn't want, right? He doesn't want to buy these things. Why would he buy it and then fuck it up and then try and fool himself. His <laughs> wife isn't going... It sounds like his wife needs to do that. Yeah, yeah. his wife needs to do that, but she's not written in. Um, his, no. This is what I'm sensing from this. I, I've, I think I've gleaned 
A little bit but more than you guys. Well, you think he wants to spend the money, but he also <laughs> wants to get it from the street. I think he's going to end up paying... If he's going to, you know, your maid or your loafs or whatever yeah. those kind of one-word money pits are. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's all good stuff. When you go around someone's house and you know it's an Ikea, it's good stuff. I think that's where his wife's aspirations are. And I think he's in danger there. So I think he needs to he needs to operate lower and smarter and then have this kind of weird deceitful element that's going to drive a wedge through <laughs> between him and his partner. Just to create a bit of jeopardy. I'm a bit worried about the sentence, like tables and chairs that all match. Is Peter seven? What does he want his house to look like? Like a gastropub in Clerkenwell. <laughs> Isn't that what we all want? Because the, the other thing as well about having, uh, about having like unmatching chairs is it means you're going to have a good chair. Right? Yeah. You're going to have yeah. one chair, which is the good chair. Right? If you've got if you've got four different chairs around your table, then you then that immediately is going to uh, be a problem when either when you, you and your wife are having dinner at the table, or when you've got guests around, that you're going to think, well, what do I do? Do I give up? Yeah. Do I sit uncomfortably on one of the bad chairs while they sit on the good chair? It just I just think, yeah, who's I getting the Mr. deck chair? Yeah, is Mr. Damp going to sit on my good chair? <laughs> He did also say, I live in two porter cabins on the side of a farm. I don't know about all the matching. I don't know about the matching stuff. Really? To throw in on, on Pete on Pete's side here. Yeah, go on. I think, I, I understand wanting like nice looking stuff. And I think you can have that without necessarily having matching stuff. I think if everything's but a bit you, too You uniform, also understand being cheap. Oh, I understand more than anyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm cheap when it, I, mean, I must admit, I'm I'm cheap when it comes to stuff like this, and it's a fault of I, I feel Peter's, I feel Peter's call basically. Yeah, you've got to have Ditto. four matching dining table chairs though. That that's got you can have like a you can have a sofa and an armchair and a coffee table in your living room. That's all different. Oh, thanks, Dan. It's <laughs> incredibly generous of you. People don't normally bring gifts. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it off an auction. <laughs> the whiff Blood of death. stains all over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the Dolmio lady died on it. So Clarky, Tom, did you say something? Then we missed it. He said. He said. So Clarky then popped some food in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a peanut? <laughs> no, <sorry. laughs> yes, please, mate. Talk us through this higgledy piggledy aesthetic that you're attracted to. <laughs> I think. I think you want a little bit of matching. <laughs> sorry, that really was a peanutty <laughs> sentence, Tom. It really was. Talk us through My nut-based chat show, Penisons. <laughs> is it called penisons? I don't think it should be. I don't think it's. I don't think it's the nuts you're talking about. There, if it's called penisons, the title alone sent me into an anaphylactic shock. Well, you certainly swelled up. <laughs> My 
first guest. Anaphylactic. <laughs> okay, so go on. What, what, talk us through your old higgledy piggledy. Yeah. I think that if you, if you buy everything matching, matching, too matching, it starts to look a bit like a waiting room. Just there's no personality, you know. So I think a little bit of unmatching is quite nice. If I go to a fucking cafe and you're sat at a table and the four chairs around your table don't match, then I'm like, what are you trying to hide here? Like, is your food shit? <laughs> Distract you with what? the chairs. Slip yeah. out a shoddy burger. Yeah, it's like there's you, you, this is you, you, you're making this busy, man, for good reason. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to. <laughs> A second ago, you said you were on Peter's side, didn't you? <laughs> no, I said I, I do. I do understand his cheapness. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's got to. I think I think there's you've got to find there's got to be some middle ground, and I'd say this maybe she puts together some wish lists of some of the furniture she would like. And you see how close you can get on your little... Your scavenger hunts. Scavenger hunts. So if you know what you're looking out for, you're not just going to be bringing back any old tut. Is Pete a freegan? I don't think he is, is he? I think, isn't he talking about charity shops and, uh, and like, you know, like little little places rather than just going round yeah, could the I, houses? Yeah. Could be. He says he enjoys finding furniture. It sounds like he's wandering the streets, <laughs> picking up detritus. He's a career criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I found this great three-piece suite behind this window. <laughs> Problem is, it matches. <laughs> I just take it out into the garden, set fire to it, and then my wife will never know. <laughs> now we're talking. This is the kind of scheme I could get behind. Okay, Peter, okay. Set fire to Ikea. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so what's our suggestion? What, 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 what are we saying? What are we saying to Peter? I mean, are we saying just grow up and spend a bit of money? Or are we saying you're actually in the right? I'm saying... Get on the auctions. There's a middle ground to be had. And that middle ground is a graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> Go out and find some haunted furniture for God's sake. There are hundreds of pukes in that place. <laughs> so, so basically, rather than walking through around the streets looking for, you know, uh, old armchairs and mattresses and that kind of stuff, look for old frail people <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah. just follow them around if you think they haven't got long left just follow them around a little bit and then yeah. eventually buy them buy them a salty a salty item <laughs> some peanuts confused I die a salty item you really are absolutely off the chain with your little one man act outs here what's confused I die as a final (laughs) please tell me what were his last words well I don't know if you want to hear him actually they were confused I die but they sounded (laughs) I wouldn't mind that 
Here lies Tom Parrywicks, confused he died. <laughs> it's a bit like it's a description for the people walking past the grave. Going, if you're confused as to why he's lying here, he dies. <laughs> confused? Question mark. Confused while alive, confused while died. Man, he died as he lived, mansplaining. <laughs> Um, I think I think DC's cracked it. Yeah, I think do a bit of ambulance chasing. Absolutely, get, get right. in there. Beef soul. Beautiful. This comes from Jamie via Beef Brothers Podcast at Gmail dot com, and it's that mother in law. So Jamie. That's so Jamie to get in touch via so Beef Jamie Podcast. So Jamie to get in touch via email. And it's so Tom to talk over everything everyone else <laughs> So, Mother-in-law beef part two from Jamie via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Oh. Hello, pappies. Jamie here, formerly from Harrogate in Yorkshire, but for the last 10 years living near Mandura, near Perth in Western Australia. Oh, wow. Oh, good day. I'm a previous Beef Brothers contributor, having emailed in 2020 during lockdown. My beef then was with my mother-in-law, who, through an unfortunate combination of COVID, health issues, and a lack of international travel availability, ended up staying with me and my family in a three-bedroom apartment for almost 12 months. <sighs> Sounds like about a year. To quote Parry at the time, it was a long stay. I thought I would update you on the situation. My mother-in-law now visits for six months once a year. Sounds like half a year. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, though, renting her own place and not staying with us anymore. However, she still lets herself into our apartment while we're at work to undertake what in her mind must be a well-intentioned rotor of house chores, but are in fact unasked for insertions into our private lives that add pointless time to almost every task we do as Oof. we undo her obsessive behaviours. Some examples. The folding inwards of cereal box tabs, adding two seconds per use to the pouring of cereal the following day as you have to wrangle the pointless cereal origami. Estimated wasted time each six months, five and a half minutes. Or she adds dishwasher tablets to the dishwasher at the point of emptying it, meaning every night as I go to put it on, I delve under the sink for one, open the dishwasher only to find there is already a tab in the drawer so i have to put the tablet back under the sink estimated total wasted time each six months 14 minutes please help solve this beef she's only 72 so she could be around for another 20 years you're not Stand getting that down, furniture done. yeah certainly yes <laughs> <laughs> she's got a What's gorgeous professor chair yeah <laughs> Uh, Jamie, Mandura near Perth in Western Australia. Thank you, Jamie, for getting in touch. And thank you for keeping us abreast of your situation. Uh, mm. I don't know how effectively we solved your problems last time, but it sounds like not effectively enough if, you've got, if you're a repeat customer. Um, mm. You've reduced the problem by 50% if it's gone down yeah, from 12 months to true. six months. All we need to do is get rid of her fully. Yeah, I mean, I think peanuts. <laughs> a salty item. Um, wait, are you? Can I ask when you're when you're dosing these people with the salty item? Are you also dosing yourself? <laughs> yeah, because you know, isn't the idea when you poison somebody to sort of poison their wine, but drink the unpoisoned wine yourself? Right, but I've got youth than, on my side. Nah, that's right. And crucially, not allergic to peanuts. So, what are we thinking? Uh, what's our advice for Jamie to 
I mean, what? Why know have you given? Why have you? Why have you given her a set of keys? I mean, that's it. Oh, it's tough. It's tough, and it's the toothpaste can't go back in the tube there, so you, you can't take yeah, the keys off. Yeah, she'll, she'll probably put it back in though, wouldn't she? <laughs> <That's laughs> Hold it in a weird way. Wasted time. Three and a half minutes every six months. Um, <laughs> He's got to stop doing that for start. That's my first bit of advice: is you've got to put the calculator down because it'll destroy you. I mean, I yeah. I mean, that. time using the calculator. You know, 15 minutes a year. <laughs> I used to endeavour to try and calculate all the time that I'd spent waiting for Ben and figured that he owed me a two-week holiday. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be a two-week holiday where he goes and stands in a variety of uh, regional art centres just in the foyer waiting for him to show up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I think but yeah, you have to let that go, basically. Okay. Yeah, and it sounds like you have. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've booked the holiday, I've let I've let it go. <laughs> but I do understand his pain because we have a similar situation mm-hmm. where my partner's parent helps out a lot whenever she's over, but not in the way that I would like. And sure. sure. You know, like the metal colander doesn't go under, it doesn't go in the cupboard. It goes up on the pan hooks. And every time it goes under the cupboard and then I have to put it back up on the pan hooks. Yeah. And you can't be leaving student type passive aggressive notes saying, you know, I don't need to be put under the, you know, I please put me back on the on the hook or whatever. It's just, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. You've got a delicate system that works for you guys. And two of you know that system you and your partner, and you don't need interlopers, as useful as they may be in other aspects of life. That dishwasher tab one kills me. Like, I hear... When yeah. when when he when he described that, I absolutely could put myself in his shoes, and that feeling of getting a tab out, uh, out of the wrapper, going there, opening it, and it's in there again. That's the kind of stuff... You know, like, the, the way... Um, Morgan Freeman talks about Shawshank, like ch- chipping away at you, and yeah, yeah, it, it can really get to a man. Like that's the kind of shit where that's that's some Shawshank shit. Basically, and you don't want to just roll over and take it, do you? You don't want to be the kind of person who goes, "Well, I know there's already a dishwasher tab in there," because then you're, you know, you're becoming the you know the the subordinates to them. The prison hierarchy means that you are below them. And it's yeah. your, you know, you're not even in the prison. You're the warden. Hold on. You should, exactly. Are you suggesting a shiving here? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. An honour killing. <laughs> <laughs> Think of the furniture you'll get. Andy Dufresne doesn't kill anyone in Shawshank. No. Are we Andy, are we Andy, is he Andy Dufresne? And he's a warden. Yeah. Who's <laughs> she? Is she the kind of guy who can get you things? Yeah, I don't know. The tragedy is she's Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Um, Daniel, what are you thinking about this? It's tricky, this one, because on the one hand, you could say he's being incredibly ungrateful about someone um, coming in and uh, providing a useful service free um, of charge. Secondly, there is something a bit, uh, a bit like uh, I don't know what the word is. There's something a bit 
grubby about someone coming into your house when you're not there and rifling through your bits and pieces. Do you want me to no, stop thank doing you. that? <laughs> I would love that. Stop okay. distressing his furniture, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> stop distressing them while you're at it. I think he needs to invest in those, um, you know, those sort of, tins where you open like a sort of spring snake pops out <gasps> yeah, yeah 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 the old, yeah, the old practical joke the old you, practical are you joke saying yeah. home alone not Shawshank <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying you home alone your house um, you got your spring steaks in your cereal and you have your spring steaks in your dishwasher and it will be enough of a fright to not kill I'm calling the boss spring steaks what <laughs> 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 it would be enough of a fright to not kill a 70-year-old woman. That's that's the that's literally the only solution I've got. I'm so sorry. No, no that's pretty I, good. I think that's I think that's uh, you know uh, I think you have to fight back because the other alternative the the, the 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 bigger alternative is just go just a little bit of time. She's got her systems, you've got your systems. Can't we all just get along? But this is your home. Right. That would work elsewhere. That would work if you were her guest and she did things in a bit of a funny way and you didn't really like it. But for her to come in and fundamentally change the infrastructure of your dwelling, that cannot stand. Yeah. Or or maybe you you um, you invite her around one morning and you sit down in the living room and it's just you and her and you got a cup of tea and um, a nice cake and you just uh, sidle up to her and. (laughs) It's a, it's a sweet cake. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, just checking, just checking. And you just lean over to her and you say, "What's your fucking problem?" <laughs> Whoa! What's, yeah. what's, what's your fucking... Who the fuck do you think you are? You know, your daughter's not here at the moment, okay? And she can't hear this. But I swear to God, if you come in here unannounced one more time, I'm going to break your fucking fingers. (laughs) Or or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or go zorbing, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, if you put her in a zorb, problem solved. Just zorb her off down a hill. I'm sure there are hills in Perth, right? Um, I'm going to break your fucking fingers. <laughs> Be sold. <laughs> I just, I, I'm enjoying offering solutions that uh, are not appropriate for the podcast. I think that's my thing now. You found your niche. Yes, but that's Tom's yeah. thing as well. <laughs> I'm going to poke your fucking eyes out with this pen. Do you hear me? Now we have to keep our kids away from the dishwasher because we don't want them climbing into it. We don't want them sticking their hands in and you know, you know, or you know, getting a, a sharp knife or whatever through their finger. Oh, or um, you're not fun parents. No, we're not the we're not the fun parents. You think uh, <laughs> the entire house is a sort of assault course of death? Oh, we, don't, so we don't view our house as Takeshi's Castle. We view our house very much as a house. Um, but uh, we we also want them to keep away from, this, from the cereal cupboards because uh, they are just obsessed with cereal. They would just eat eat sweet and sugary cereal all day. My kids, they would love they would love that. And obviously, you want them to have a slightly more balanced diet. So what we've done is get little childproof locks on oh. all of the on all of the cupboards right to stop them from getting in now they're childproof they're not 72 year old woman proof they're sort of the, the code is fairly obvious of how you unlock them but there's got to be there's got to be other things yeah take get. it take it up a notch change the locks on the front door 
and just act innocent. Like, what? Well, the locks yeah. have changed. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Oh, well. <laughs> Guess you can't come in anymore. <laughs> As you're and talking you to do, the letterbox, I'll poke your eyes out. <laughs> I, will, I will burn you. I will burn you. I will say this though, right? If you're not putting the tab down on your on your fucking cereal packets, what are you doing with your life? Do you know the what I mean? Like in yeah. her defence, keeping the freshness. What the fuck in. are you doing, mate? I don't think they're just putting them down. I think she's folding them over. I think there's more to it. Fold, folding I, them over. Like I'm picturing some kind of like, like origami, like you know when you can. She, he does you, say origami, you, yeah. Let's, let's have a look at the bit he says. Oh, the, the folding. Oh, she's doing, yes. The folding oh, inwards of more, cereal box basically. tabs after use, adding two seconds per use to the pouring of cereal the following day. Yeah, so I think she's doing something unnecessarily. It doesn't seem like he's picked two things that like. It's not like she's. He said, "Oh yeah, she she sort of re-screws the cap back on the milk or whatever." Mm. These are things that seem like they're unnecessary they've, right. they, uh, they, they've they got the guise of helpfulness but they're actually sort of a death by a thousand cuts so on, this woman's this woman's got some energy to give right and her intentions are pure she's she's I think what you need to be looking at is diverting those energies into the right places yes so oh. if every day she you know she's coming for six months of the year every day you get to write a little like weird riddle challenge yeah. like i may be in the garden but i am not a spade and it's like i've got into my hole some plants will be made and then and like and, and then suddenly she's like cracking the code it'll be a better code than that but she's like cracking the code and then before you know it she's not even thinking about the dishwasher she's in the garden planting tomatoes and then and then you know like whatever it is and it's like I'm, I look like a rope but I'm really from a sheep knit me a sweater and I won't poke you in the eye <laughs> but like it's like a series of challenges every day and then you, you get her to she wants to help you she will help you but you're keeping her uh, you're, you're, you're gently in a playful way shepherding her into areas of the house that you can handle her doing a bit like buying a robot vacuum cleaner kind of element or you know that's kind of the way you would do it yeah i like that a lot i like yeah. the idea of the of the of the diversion the uh, it's like the bruce forsyth thing it's what they used to do on strictly because bruce forsyth was always looking around you know he'd been obviously been in television a lot longer than most other people on set so he was always looking around for mistakes so they would have fake mistakes to distract him so he wasn't criticizing everybody's actual you know small infractions that other people were making putting his mark in the wrong place that kind of thing that's sort of what you need you need but i like i like your idea of kind of making it into it's almost got like an escape room element yeah <laughs> yeah you do escape room but in her flat so she can't get into yours <laughs> that's the other thing as well you could lock her in could you fold in her door like she's doing to the cereal boxes so that she could then well, can't get out the door well the fake mistakes element is if you not this, but something like this. If you rub shit on your mirror every morning, she'd be so busy. Not that, obviously, but something like that. Okay. I don't know, toothpaste. Something that's not... Sick. Sick. If you're sick on your mirror, then she's going to spend all her time cleaning the mirror, and then she's not going to be putting tabs in the dishwasher. But, but what I'm saying is, like, you don't necessarily have to create the... It's just diverting that energy for the good, basically. Mm. Away yeah. from the problem areas. 
imagine the if you could put her to work and i don't want to come back to you know the kids becoming farmhands but if you could put her to work on the earth in the in the garden you could have an incredible vegetable patch yeah. There's or, a lot of yeah. there's a lot of space in 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 Australia, isn't there? I mean, you know, I'm sure. You've got the I'm conditions sure in Mandura, he's got a nice big backyard with some soil. You could get a tilling away. I think this is this is good. Yeah, mm. and off, I mean, you know, the climate. You could have a vineyard. You could you could turn your house into a winery. I would say within a decade and a half, and a really good one as well. Easily. So I feel like this is what you need to do: get her out there, get her planting some vines get her stomping on the grapes in a big bucket send us a bottle of wine <laughs> now we're talking I think this Perfect. is it beef solved beef from the sorting out your beef beef solved Dan do you have a beef that you would, you would like us to solve yes so I live in a block of flats and on my road there are three blocks of flats sort of next to each other they're sort of um um 1930s style flats they look very nice and uh my one's nice and then the third one's nice and the one in the middle um is what uh me and my wife call it castle chaos (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) because anything can happen right and the, the main thing that happens is and, and this could sort of happen any time of year. It doesn't have to be summer because, uh, you know, the sun's out now. At, at any time of day, any day of the week, you will um, know it's approaching, though, because you'll walk past it on your way back from the train station and a gazebo will have been erected in the communal <laughs> garden out front. Yes. And you walk past that and you think, ah, right, tonight will be... <laughs> tonight will be a little bit spicy, methinks. <laughs> and then it's a combination thing that they'll have the gazebo, they will have um, uh, a speaker system that I think they must have borrowed from the pyramid stage at Glastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> Food will be provided at this event. Um, They haven't managed to splash out on a barbecue just yet. So they've got a uh, shopping trolley, um, which they've uh, chucked charcoal in um, and have lit it there. Yes, it's a barbecue and a shopping trolley. Um, And then uh, for people who are feeling a bit tired from all the music and want to sit down and watch TV, they use a big extension cord and they bring out a massive widescreen TV um, outside as well. And that all takes place on the garden outside the uh, outside the block of flats on our road. And then the sound kicks in and I've got double glazing. We've all got double glazing. Sounds doing well. (laughs) <laughs> and you were the, the vibrations um hit you to your core hit you to your core what <laughs> one time um my wife it's a castle case kicked off <laughs> she rang up the council and was like uh yeah i don't want to be a pain but like the um mm. the block of flats down the road from us they're playing music quite loud and uh the person on the phone was like oh yeah uh, are you referring to um whatever i won't give you the actual name of the place she was like yeah 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 don't worry if, uh Six people have already called us. We're sending someone on their way. <laughs> but how do I stop this at the source? <laughs> well, firstly, it's great to know you're a couple of narcs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm sure, <laughs> <laughs> If you've got that, 
Andy Dufresne locked himself in the office and played the opera, my friend. What would you have done? Dobbed him in. I don't know what that woman was singing about that day. Barbecue <laughs> in a shopping trolley. Are you ever tempted to just, oh. just join them? You know, just join in. Just I'm too stick, scared. Just, just stick on your big shorts. Stick on, you know, your visor. <laughs> whip your shirt off. Get down there and enjoy. You know, and enjoy a little bit of uh, classic southeast London entertainment. No, but it, I think this is your best chance. Your best chance is infiltrate, work your way up, and the then diffuse from the top. Oh, okay. So I think gee, you have to you have to go and fully immerse yourself. Have I got yeah. to rent a flat in that block? No, you got to be like we're just next door, man. We heard the vibes; it's fucking great. <laughs> okay. The fucking squares they they do nothing next door. Some <laughs> cunt called the fucking council the other night. What are those fucking guys doing? Here? That's like this fucking. I've got a trolley. I've got a spare trolley. You need an in. Like like any yeah. fucking undercover film, like ID or anything, you need an in. So if you turn up with a shopping trolley and you're like, yeah, room yeah. for a little one, and it's like, oh my god, who's for a legend. drumstick? Yeah, 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 yeah. new yeah. legends arrived. Then you're in. You have to go hot. You have to go big for a few yeah. nights. You have to earn your stripes. Yeah. Maybe a short spell <laughs> DJ in, you know, whatever it is. Then you know, once you're in. This guy's a fucking legend. He's from the next flats. Hope he's coming down. You're coming down. You're bringing it's your wife. It's the Cookie Monster. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Here we yeah. go. Here we go. Now we're talking. Always puppets with you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> then it's going to go one of two ways. Either you're going to go native. You're going to Colonel Kurtz yeah, and actually uh, and embrace the chaos. And if, if yeah. you go that way, then you're no longer worried about what's going on. That's it. I, I, yeah, I exactly see that. He, he finally gets them shut down. He lies in bed that, that the next Saturday night, and just all he's thinking about is it's, it's not about getting them. But here's the thing: it's not, about getting, there, it's not about getting them shut down. What you do is, after three months of going big, you start going. Hey, do you know what? What about just like. We've got loads to talk about, you know. So maybe just a bit less loud tonight, like you know, like because you're such a fascinating guy. You, you know, like John's got loads of stories, and then you know, like, you know, and then the next week it's like, look, I tell you what, you bring a film, you bring a film. We'll do a little, you know, everyone can. Sh we'll do three films, no music, no music. Cause it's film night, and then it's yeah, like, oh, silent board film. games. Board <laughs> games. Never done a silent disco. <laughs> And slowly, imperceptibly, the volume comes sleeping down. Lions. The volume, <laughs> yeah. you know, until you're all kind of boring and middle-aged and quiet. Mm, okay, <laughs> and you've, yeah. You've kind of, you know, you've done it. Tom, I think you've just described gentrification. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying close down the rough pub and, uh, and uh, set up a gastro pub that's got a big Jenga in the, in the back garden? Is that your suggestion? With mismatched then, furniture everywhere. And then, and then raise the prices. <laughs> this free it's good for you. It doesn't need to be flat, free yeah. anymore. <laughs> Could it not just all be corn burgers instead? Isn't that better? Let's get a Waitrose shopping trolley. <laughs> <laughs> Does that help? Okay, thanks, Tom. Yeah, that has helped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if there's, I, uh, I think, as you know, I'm a very, very sociable person. Um, <laughs> <I love> <laughs> 
I love going to parties and I love making small talk with people, so I think that'll work, especially over a period of three months. <laughs> In character, as the cookie monster. That's yeah, the, the cookie monster. Oh, putting on shorts as well, apparently. Yeah, shorts. Top no, off too. Shorts, no top, top off. A visor. Love it. Lad, sliders, just stick sliders on. on. Should we just stick on a podcast instead? Yeah! <laughs> can't, it can't be this podcast. That's the way you get some done. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Is that you? Is that the Cookie Monster? He's finally <laughs> infiltrated them. Six months has gone really well. It's gone so well they're having a podcast night. Someone turns up and goes, <laughs> All to play this is Pappy's flat chair. Cookie Monster goes, Oh! God. That's a great scene. That's a great scene. In the it's like the departed. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly chuck someone's iPod into the uh, into the shopping trolley. Oh, I don't know what happened. Oh. Just fell out, fell out my hand. I don't know what happened. You had an iPod. <laughs> <laughs> They're one of our listeners. <laughs> Right, beef solved. The beef solved. Beef solved. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for coming on the oh. podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. Where can people find your work? If they would like to see you, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at uh, underscore Daniel underscore Cook. And if you want to come and see me live, I'm doing, a, I'm doing my latest show at The Roundhouse on... I want to say, I want to say this date because it is this date, August the 19th at seven o'clock. Come on, August watch the 19th, me. Is part of the Roundhouse Festival. Yeah. The Roundhouse right. Comedy Festival. Um, we'll have yeah. a brilliant time. Thanks so much for coming and doing this. And um, crucially, good luck with your new. Um, the Cookie Monster. Good luck with your new persona, man. Yeah. I'm going to go and put those sh shorts on. <laughs> Pop your visor on, whip the shirt off, get out there. It's only 10.30, which in Castle Chaos terms is very, very early in the evening. <laughs> Don't forget, beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com, or as Pierre Nivelli might put it, Send us your beefs, you whining fucks. Oh, well, there it is. I tell you, I enjoyed that episode so much. It made me want to call the hotline. <laughs> Just a reminder, folks, for those of you who've forgotten or didn't have a pen and paper handy when you called, when you, when you heard the first bit, it's 0208 123 32 72. 0208-123-3272. Call the hotline today. Goals. 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 Oh, hang on. He's not saying gold, though, is he? <laughs> it does sound like he does do goals on one, one of them. He's not it's saying true. gold, so you can see why I got confused. But um, uh, and also, I am a man. It was it was. We haven't got a stressful day trying to set up a Skype hotline and leave an outgoing voicemail message, which you apparently can't do. There's a lot of forums very angry about it, but they're they're all from 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of the threads I read. <laughs> All of it. So you know when you, you read those advice threads and it tells you what to do and it was says, this thread was closed in 2016. You're like, okay, yeah. I appreciate that no one now is, is concerned about this. <laughs> but anyway. Well, puppies are finally gone into the 20th century. Do, do give us a call, folks, please. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, please, we need, listen, I need this.
<laughs> Today's episode was produced by Emma Corsham. Corsham That number again. Oh, two, oh, seven. What's the rest of it? Oh, no, it's not even that, Tom. It's not even that. It's oh, two, oh, eight, one, two, three, three, two, seven, two. And don't forget to join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Pappy's Flat Share. And of course, just follow us on Instagram, Pappy's Comedy, or on Twitter at Pappy's Tweet. Or you can go. No, you don't bother with Instagram or Twitter. Just call the hotline. Come guys, on, guys. Get with the times. <laughs> We've got a hotline now, guys. <laughs> Listen, I tell you what, there's going to be certain the points. local payphone. <laughs> certain points in the day when I'm just going to leave the answering machine off and I'm just going to just gonna be a bit lonely in the middle of the day and want to chat. So do call the hotline because, uh, you know, the kids are at nursery, my wife's in the office. Oh, my God. This just is like when it. Bob Dylan went electric. <laughs> If he'd gone electric in 2013 or something, you know, like years after everyone else had. Judas? Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, all right, well, anyway. uh, see you later, everybody. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> Bye! Bye. <laughs> You're listening to Pappy's Neighbourhood Watch Roll Call. 0208 Chat to the guys you want to. Chat to the guys, chat to girls. Do, 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 do. 0208 Chat to guys who've got a knob. 123 Or girls who haven't. Just like Louise Rob. 3272. <laughs> Come and chat to the guys that you really like. Maybe take out a girl. Maybe you might nail her. Just like our old friend, Nathan Taylor. Oh, two, two, Oh, come and chat to this lady. Although be wary, she can get a bit feely. It's Holly Reedy. Oh, Chat to some guys, but make sure you've got something to say. Don't go empty handed like Jazz K. Oh, two, Chat to some girls. They're always ready to please, oh, just like our friend Ellie Brizo. Oh, two, Chat to some guys, but don't chat to Alex. Oh, two, Neighbourhood Watch Roll Call. Please ask the person who pays the telephone bill for permission before you call. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.